0: the Holy Spirit to use us, allowing the Holy Spirit to empower us. So today we're going to look at that. We're going to dive more into this thing called the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And what is this thing? What is this all about? And why do we need to be empowered from on high? Why do we need this? Well, as we're moving into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, talking about the Holy Spirit, what we have to remember is that there are actually... Let me see if I am not clicking. I'm not clicking. Oh, it is working now. What did I do? Oh, okay. So the Holy Spirit um, remains on us. The reason we want to seek the baptism of the Holy Spirit, promote the baptism of the Holy Spirit, is because it's all about the Holy Spirit remaining on us, remaining part of us, remaining in our lives. What you need to understand is in the Bible, there's actually... Three baptisms spoken of in the New Testament. There's not just one baptism. There's three baptisms spoken of in the New Testament. The first baptism is the baptism into the body of Christ when you're saved. You're baptized into the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13, For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. So this one spirit, we're giving one spirit, referring to the Holy Spirit. When we say we were given the Holy Spirit, by one spirit, we were put into one body. So let me tell you something that might surprise you. This is the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but it's not the baptism in the Holy Spirit. This is actually the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's not the baptism in the Holy Spirit. In other words, this is the baptism that the Holy Spirit performs. This is the baptism when you're saved, the Holy Spirit baptizes you. But there's another baptism that Jesus performs. When you're saved, the Holy Spirit baptizes you into the body of Christ. You become a new creature. All things are new. The old is gone, the new has come. But there's another baptism that Jesus does. Jesus wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. So when people ask, have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they're actually saying the wrong thing. They're actually using the wrong term. Grammatically and theologically, that's not an incorrect state. That's not a correct statement. When you get saved, you get baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ. It happens to every person who gets saved. The moment you say, Lord Jesus, save me. The Lord Jesus saved me. Jesus Christ lives inside of you, and along with Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes. And the Holy Spirit is is part of you now. The Holy Spirit abides in you. He lives inside of you. He becomes part of your life. He lives in you. And he makes you new. He automatically baptizes you into Christ, into the body of Christ. Every Christian is baptized by the Holy Spirit. You have his presence in your life. He converted you. He he convicted your heart. He lives inside of you. He changes your heart. He makes you a brand new person. But the Bible tells us that Jesus then wants to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, where you're totally immersed in the Holy Spirit, where his power overflows, where he's not just in you, he's on you, and he's flowing out of you. And he empowers you. So that's something we need to talk about. So first is the baptism of the Spirit. We also have baptism in water. You're all familiar with that. That's what we're commanded to do. Go into all the world, make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's the baptism of water, in water. Then there's the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So turn to Matthew chapter 3, and I want to show you the baptism in the Spirit. So this is John the Baptist, and John the Baptist is baptizing people in water, the water baptism. And he says this phrase here in, in Matthew chapter three, verse 11. He says, "I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me will come one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not fit to carry." Who is that? Jesus, right? He's speaking of Jesus. Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. John says he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Now grammatically, not just theologically, but grammatically, this cannot be the same baptism that we just read about in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Because in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it said the Holy Spirit baptizes us into Jesus the Holy Spirit baptizes you into Jesus right this says Jesus baptizes us with the Holy Spirit 1 Corinthians 12 the Holy Spirit baptizes you into Jesus Matthew chapter 3 Jesus baptizes you in the Holy Spirit it's not the same this is repeated in every single one of the Gospels. This right here is repeated in every one of the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John all says the same thing, that Jesus would come, and Jesus promises to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and in fire, in power. So Jesus is the first person that this happened to. In John chapter, uh, John chapter 1, verse 33, I would have not not. I would have not known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. Again, this is John saying this. John says, I would not know him. I wouldn't know who Jesus was except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me. So the Father told him, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is he who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. The man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain, is he who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And that's what happened with Jesus when John saw Jesus coming and baptized Jesus. Heaven opened. Remember the story? Heaven opened. Father said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. The Holy Spirit descended upon him, came upon Jesus, remained on Jesus. So that's the key. This is a perfect example an illustration a description of what happens when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit. Because when you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit comes and remains on you. He abides on you. He stays on you. Jesus is the first person that the Holy Spirit descended on remained on him never left him because in the old testament the holy spirit would come upon certain special people called prophets remember certain prophets or a priest the holy spirit would come upon them and they could do wonders they could do signs they could do wonders they could do miracles they would speak for god they would be have power on them then the holy spirit would leave them holy spirit would go on someone else It wasn't for everybody. Just certain individuals had this happen to them. Jesus is the first person the Holy Spirit descends upon him, remains on him, doesn't leave him, stays on him the whole time, never leaves Jesus. So in the new covenant, the Holy Spirit wants to descend upon you and remain upon you. Holy Spirit wants to be upon you. He wants to be in your life. He wants to be upon you and you and you and you and you in power. Not just upon the pastor, See, when you come here, when you come to church on Sunday morning and the Holy Spirit is moving upon the worship team and you sense the presence of God, right? Who senses the presence of God in this place? You think, man, these are some powerful people. This sandy lady, she's pretty powerful. And she is very powerful. The Holy Spirit is on her. But listen to me. The Holy Spirit wants to be upon you. The Holy Spirit wants to use you. He wants to work through your life. He doesn't just want me to run around town to go to everybody's house and minister to all these people. I would be exhausted. He wants to use you to reach your neighbors, to reach your family. And you have the Holy Spirit. You can have the Holy Spirit come upon you and stay on you. And you're anointed and you're empowered by him for for his work and for his service. The Holy Spirit descended on the disciples in the upper room, and the Holy Spirit wants to descend upon you right now and remain on you. That's his goal. That's his desire. That's his heart for you. So the Holy Spirit, number one, wants to remain on you, and number two, the Holy Spirit wants to bring more. The Holy Spirit wants to bring more to you. So you need all three baptisms, by the way, (laughs) You need to be saved and baptized by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ. You need to be transformed by the Holy Spirit. He does that at your salvation. You were were baptized by the Holy Spirit when you were saved. And you were made a new creature in Christ. And he puts you into the body of Christ. You're a part of Jesus now. And he lives inside of you and he fills you at the moment of your conversion. You're an empty vessel. You're a broken vessel. There's nothing in you. And the Holy Spirit comes, and he fills you at salvation. You say, Jesus, come. Come, Lord Jesus, um, save me. Uh, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm a sinner. And the Holy Spirit baptizes you. And he comes, and he fills you up, and he lives in you. And you become part of him, and he's a part of you, right? You're in the body of Christ. You're a Christian, You have the Holy Spirit living in you. But the question I have for you, is there room for more? Can I put more in this cup? It's pretty full, but there's room for more, isn't there? So the question I have for you and for me this morning is, do we have room for more? Is there room for more? Ask your neighbor right now, do you have room for more? Now listen to me. If, so let's do this. If, if you believe, if you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, stand to your feet right now. You believe on Jesus. He's your Lord. He's your Savior. Come on, don't be ashamed of your salvation. Now just give God praise for his marvelous, glorious salvation. Thank him for what he's done for you. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now you can be seated. Listen, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. Every one of you who stood, you are the temple of Holy Spirit of the holy spirit and if you couldn't stand but you know you're okay you didn't have to stand to be saved you're okay just want to clarify that oh no i didn't stand it's okay if if you believe on jesus you're saved okay he lives inside of you and you are the temple of the holy spirit you're the temple of the holy spirit tell someone right now i am the dwelling place of the lord you're the dwelling place. He dwells in you. He lives in you. He bides forever. He's moved in. He has done moved in. He is not just, he's not just, he's not just visiting. He lives there. Permanent. It's permanent dwelling. The word in, in the Greek is a permanent dwelling. He's not leaving you. Isn't that good news? He's rearranging. He's redecorating. He's put up his own pictures. He's not moving. He's staying for good. He lives inside of you right now. And, And you're inhabited just like those early believers of the Holy Spirit. You're filled. You're filled. You're filled with the Holy Spirit. But is there room for more of him in your life? Don't you want to be soaked by him? Don't you just want to be saturated by him? Don't you just want to just fully take over? I mean, just totally clean house, take over, take over my whole being, that when people see me, they don't just see pastor, they see the Holy Ghost. They see Jesus. Don't you want that in your life? Don't you want, come on, who wants that? Put your hands up right now if you want that. Come on, let's pray right now. Holy Spirit, just come. Come on, just pray. Ask God to fill you up. Ask him to fill you up. There's more for you. There's more for you. Soak us, Lord. Soak us, Lord. Fill us, God. Saturate us in your Holy Spirit. Even now, Lord. Even this morning. Give us more. Give us more. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Now, listen, that more in your life is an experience the Bible calls the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, the, the, the disciples, as we saw last week, were the most qualified of all people to go and do the work of ministry. They were discipled by Jesus personally, walked with him for three and a half years. They were personally discipled by Jesus. They were personally mentored in how do you reach the lost, They were personally observed him in every minute detail, got to sit with him and ask questions and have question and answer sessions with Jesus. These guys were qualified. These guys were trained. These guys were ready. If anyone could have ministered based on their ability, based on their training, based on their background, it would have been these guys, right? But yet Jesus told them they were not ready. Because they needed more, more was needed, more was needed in their life. And in Acts chapter one, verses four through five, Jesus says this on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about for John baptized with water. But in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now, listen to me. The last words of Jesus were not go. The last words of Jesus were wait. The last words of Jesus were not go. The last words of Jesus were were wait. Wait until you are endued with power from on high. Wait for the promise. Wait for the baptism in the Holy Spirit and then go. Here's what he's saying. If you go without this, Nothing will happen. You're not going to be powerful. You're not going to impact. You're you're not going to be able to do this. You need this. Jesus is telling us you're not ready. You need this experience. You need to experience this. You need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You need this. And if the disciples needed this, don't you think you and I need this? If, If the early church who was not a force to be reckoned with until after they received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Don't you think Pulaski New Life needs to experience this as a church? Do you have room for more? Do you have room for more? Because number three, the, the, the Holy Spirit is promised to you. He's promised to You. Point to your neighbor and say, it's promised to you. He's promised to you. Jesus actually calls this experience a promise. And that's because not only did Jesus promise this right here in the New Testament, but this was promised by the Father hundreds of years earlier, centuries before, in the Old Testament by the prophet Joel. And it says in Joel chapter 2, 28 through 29... And afterward, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. That's a promise given to the Father way back in the Old Testament. I will pour out my spirit on all people. Say all people. Now let me ask you what are some of the things that were promised to accompany this outpouring that Joel is speaking of He says your sons and daughters will prophesy your old men will dream dreams your young men will see visions So by the way if you're seeing if you're having lots of dreams you're an old man If you're seeing visions you're a young No I'm just kidding No that's not what it means don't worry It's not what it means See, again, the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit came upon certain people, specific people for a specific assignment, for a specific task. And every time, as far as I can tell, these people, these things took place in that person's life. That person would prophesy, they would see dreams, they would see visions. God is telling Joel, hey, the day is coming when I'm not only going to anoint certain individuals. I'm not just going to empower special individuals. I won't just come upon the occasional prophet and the priest and the big shot and the special person. I'm going to anoint and I'm going to empower all of my people. Doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Doesn't matter if you're old or young. There's no limitations. There's no boundaries. There's no limit And what God can use you for and what God can do in your life. I don't care how old you are, how young you are, whether you're male or female. God wants to empower you and he wants to use you. That is the heart of the Father. You don't have to be called pastor so-and-so, reverend such-and-such, father this, that, and what's-his-toes. You don't have to do any of those things. You just be you, and the Holy Spirit wants to come upon you in power and anointing. And listen, it says, they shall all prophesy. All prophesy. They shall all be endued with power. Every one of his people, he wants to enable you to do supernatural things to do signs, to do wonders, to do miracles, to speak out the prophetic word, to do mighty things for the Lord. And on the day of Pentecost, this promise was fulfilled for the first time. Acts chapter 2, 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, and suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. These people are filled with supernatural ability. They're filled with supernatural power. And the Bible goes on to say crowds began to hear this thing going on. And they began... Gathering. Let me tell you what. If you want to gather crowds of people, you better be spirit sensitive. You better let the Holy Spirit do His work. When the Holy Spirit starts working, people are going to go, "What's going on there at Pulaski New Life Church?" What is our? I'll tell you what. What is our? What is our whole goal here? What is? What is our plan for church growth? Let the Holy Spirit go. Let him out. Let him have his way. Make him Lord like he's supposed to be. He starts healing people, he starts saving people, he starts delivering people, he starts transforming lives. People are going to go, what is going on at Pulaski New Life? And that's what's happening, folks. People come to Tuesday night prayer meeting because they hear about what God is doing and they go, what's going on there? I'm going to go see this. Well, I need healing too. And we have now churches in the area who have started their own prayer meetings who are now seeking the Lord on their own and doing their own prayer. They came here went, like, wow, this is pretty cool. When you pray, God actually answers you. And now they're doing it for their own, at their own churches. Powerful. People gather. People go, what's going on? This crowd gathers and they go, what's going on? Are these guys drunk? What are they doing? What are they doing praising God like this? lifting their hands and dancing and shouting and speaking in tongues. What's going on? And they wonder, what in the world is going on here? So Peter explains it to them. Sandy, you can come on up. Peter explains it to them in Acts chapter 2, verse 15 and 16. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It is only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And he quotes the scripture that we read earlier from Joel. Peter says, this is what the Father and Jesus promised. That his spirit would come and stay with us. He would baptize us in the Holy Spirit. That he would come. Look, he wouldn't just come and fill you, but he would overflow. He would overflow in your life and power would come out he wants to baptize you in the Holy Ghost saturate you now don't you want to be there oh I'll tell you if that was the Holy Ghost I'm in don't you want to be in there floating around Jesus woo (laughs) that's good stuff This is what was promised. This is what the Father promised would happen to you. This is what Jesus promised is for you, all people. And listen, this this was not just for the disciples. This is not just for uh, the the few people. This is not just for the powerful. This is not just for the anointed. It was not just for the pastors and the missionaries. Not just for highly qualified, highly trained, certain individuals. This promise is for you. It's for you. Peter goes on and saying verse 39, The promise is for you and your children and for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. Peter said, this, this promise for the baptism in the Holy Spirit, who is, this for? Who, who is it for? It's for, it's for you, this, this present generation. It's also for your children, the next generation. It's also for the, the next generation of Christians and for all who are far away, far off. That's me. That's you. For everyone. This promise is for all of us. don't just need what's promised by the Father. You need what is promised to you. Because it's for you. It's for you. Tell your neighbor again it's for you. Now point to yourself say it's for me. Listen, if we want to be a winning church we need to be filled we need to be filled with to the overflowing of the Holy Spirit in our lives as a church. I want us all to be filled to overflowing in the baptism with the Holy Spirit." You say, well, pastor, this is a silly message for me because I was baptized in the Holy Spirit a uh, long time ago. I've already been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Well, listen, so was I, but I want more. There's room for more in my life. There's room for more of Him. Isn't there room for more of Him in your life? It's wonderful that you got baptized with the Holy Spirit years and years ago. But I need more of Him. You know why? Because you know what? I leak. I leak. I'm a crack pot and I leak cuz there's places in me, guys. Honestly, they're still broken. And I leak. And I'm pouring out to people from what I have. Freely I've received, freely I give, such as I have, give I thee. And the world is hard. The world is dry, have you noticed? How difficult it is. How hard it is. Discouragement and disappointment. You've gone through hard things, and I've gone through hard things. I've gone through heartache and and brokenness. Haven't you? And you know what's glorious. Here's what the Bible says. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians, keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, I came here this morning Jesus, fill me up and in worship. Didn't you fill it in worship? Ah, da, Bakshanda. Filled me to overflowing again. I leak. I need more of him each and every day. The Bible says in Acts chapter 2, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 4, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Same people. Same people. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Then it says in Acts chapter eight, Acts chapter 19, they laid hands on people. We're gonna lay hands on people this morning, but listen, but, but they were filled again with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians says, keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. I would like all of us as a group to receive more of the Holy Spirit this morning. Even if you're listening online, and if you're hearing this online and watching this online, I want you to receive the baptism too. So if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, maybe for the first time, maybe fully, maybe again, I want you to stand up and put your hands, just put your hands out like this to receive. Let's just put our hands out before the Lord. Just take a posture of receiving this morning. Jesus. Jesus. I want you to receive this morning. Just go ahead and pray this. Pray this after me. Pray it out loud. Nothing weird, nothing that isn't in the Bible. Just pray this. Father, thank you for Jesus. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That you baptize me into the body of Christ. And thank you, Jesus, that you baptize me with the Holy Spirit. And I ask you now, and I receive by faith, I ask you to baptize me with the Holy Spirit. Now I'm gonna pray for you right now. I'm gonna pray for you, and as I pray, the Bible says, they began to declare the wonders of God. So as I'm praying, I want you to begin to, out loud, begin to praise God. Begin to Just begin by saying in English, begin saying like, thank you, God. I praise you. I receive you. I love you. I worship you. Just say it all out loud, okay? And as I'm praying... I'm believing that other languages are going to come out of your mouth. Don't worry about it. Don't try to figure it out. It's going to bypass your brain. It's going to come right out of your heart. And just praise God. Let it praise Him. Okay, just do it. Just begin begin out loud. Come on, use your voice. Just out loud begin to praise God in English first. If you speak in tongues, go ahead and do it. Let it just form out of your mouth. Let things come out of your mouth. Give it to the Lord. Lord, I pray this morning, baptize each one now in the name of Jesus. Baptize each one in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, that they would receive the Holy Spirit just like you baptized the disciples, Lord. Baptize each one now in the name of Jesus. Baptize them in the Holy Spirit and with fire, God. And do them with power right now. And do it with power right now. Father, do it right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just begin to thank him. Begin to praise him. In English, in, in tongues, let another language come out of your mouth this morning. Just go ahead. Let it fly. Let it come out. Don't worry about what it sounds like right now. Even if it's just one phrase, if that's what the Father gives you, one phrase, speak it out this morning. Jesus, 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 thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Prayer team, come on up right now. Just keep thanking Jesus. Prayer team, come on up here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Jesus, Jesus. Here's what we want to do. We want to pray for you this morning. We want to lay our hands on you. If you just prayed and and you just wanted to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you feel like you didn't receive, you feel like you want more, these guys up here will will pray with you. They're going to pray with you some more. They'll lay hands on you like they did in the Bible and ask ask for Jesus to come and baptize you in the Holy Spirit. If you need prayer in your body you come on up here and receive prayer this morning for your body we have oil here the bible says if anyone is sick among you let him call for the elders of the church these are elders of our church here and they will they will anoint you with oil and it says their prayer will heal you and we're going to believe that for you this morning for healing in your body if you just need prayer in your life you come and receive prayer this morning you need to receive jesus as your savior still let them pray with you They'll, they'll teach you they'll show you how to receive christ So you come if you need prayer this morning. Just come on right on down here. Any area of your life, but especially for more of the power of the Holy Spirit in your life, just come and receive this morning. You can stay and wait on the Lord if you want. Pray at your seat. Wait for the presence of God to, to, to touch you. You're free to go whenever you're ready. God bless you this morning. Thank you, Lord. Father, thank you for this morning. Fill people this week. Continue to work, continue to fill, continue to empower, continue to anoint in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. God bless you this morning.